What's up guys, this is all about the game with Satha and today we have a very special guest with us, my childhood friend Nikhil Nayar. This FIFA pro had been making incredible waves in the FIFA scene in Bangalore before being selected to represent India at a global FIFA tournament in Singapore. Let's hear his insights on esports and FIFA in India and his experience competing in this game and the future of FIFA. Hey Nikhil, how's it going? Hey man, pretty good. How are you? Good, good. How's how are things back in the US? Pretty good so far. Just trying to like stay safe. How have you been? Good, good. So, um, tell us, man. Tell us more about you, your journey. Right. So, uh, for the purpose of this video, uh, I was like, I would say I was a pro FIFA player for a couple of years. Um, how did you get started, like? Um, with gaming so i guess if i were to like really go back to where it started it would be like when we used to play fifa as kids or play right. stuff on the ps2 if you remember right right um and i guess like from then i kind of always felt that i had like a small edge over like everyone else like, mm -hmm. a, like a small edge not like a huge difference but it was there right uh, and like over time i started like playing tournaments and stuff and yeah, but like it, like it basically started off like, like all the way back when we were kids, mm -hmm. but, uh, I used to play games on my PC when I was like three or four years old. So that's when gaming really started off, I guess. Right. And then how do you take it forward from there? So. Right. So, um, uh, till I think like college, I was just playing with friends online or playing with random people online. I never really took part in tournaments as such, or had any sort of competition. Mm -hmm. But uh, in my first year of college, there were some small uh, tournaments in college, which I took part in. Like the college fests and stuff. Correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So there was one college fest, which I took part in and I didn't win. I reached the finals and I lost. Mm -hmm. But but the whole like tournament experience was kind of fun. And I, like, I, like I really liked having the pressure of having something on the line when you're playing. It kind of added to the game. Right. So since then, like, I kind of had this itch to sort of play in tournaments. Right. And from there, it just sort of built on. I used to play in these fests every year. And um, in my third year of college, there was this huge PES tournament. Uh, if you don't know, or if people don't know what PES is, it's like a, it's a different game to FIFA. It's like... Pro Evolution FIFA. Soccer, right? Correct, yeah. Right. So it's the, it's like Cod uh, and Battlefield, but FIFA and PES. Right. Uh, it's basically like a different sort of form of FIFA. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so this tournament was going around India, uh, trying to get people uh, to play. And if they win, they would go to to Milan. Like if they want all the sort of rounds and like yeah. and the nationals, they would go to Milan, play in the international tournament, and also get to watch the Champions League final. Oh wow! Huge. Yeah. So um, I was able to like to win the Bangalore qualifiers pretty easily. Because mm -hmm. I kind of switched over to PES for a month before the qualifiers, and yeah. most people didn't do that, so mm -hmm. I kind of had like an edge. So you knew yeah. about the tournament beforehand, or was it just a chance? So I saw uh, like information about the tournament on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I thought this seemed pretty cool, like like the chance of going to go, like going to Milan right. and watching the Champions League final. That was like that was insane. Even though uh, I don't think you're yeah, I mean Arsenal are not going to do well. <laughs> I think Arsenal were out in like 
February or something, Maybe. like as usual. Um, but yeah, uh, so I was able to get to the national uh, finals, which is in Bombay. And I went there and uh, I lost in the round of 16 to the guy who went on to win the whole tournament. Oh. But it was, it was a good time, honestly, because uh, it was the first time I was traveling on my own. Right. Uh, and yeah, like the whole so, like sort of thing is like traveling to play in a play in a video game tournament. Mm-hmm. It was kind of new to me. So does but that happen often in um, like esports, like in FIFA as well, where uh, you travel like other uh, sports, like physical sports? Like do you, do players usually travel all over India for tournaments? Or Are you talking about one? FIFA or? Yeah, FIFA. Right. So, uh, yeah, there, like there actually were quite a few tournaments all around India. Uh, when I, like when I used to play, when I was active in the yeah. pro scene, I would say. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tournament scene. Um, yeah. So like, um, I had traveled to Delhi to coach in a couple of times to mm-hmm. Chandigarh uh, to play in tournaments. So uh, that's actually pretty common. And like people from other parts of the country also sort of travel around. Lots of people mm-hmm. from. There's one guy who's in Pune, who's really good right now, and uh, a couple other guys. There's like this, this big group of them in Chennai, a big group in Delhi. Right. So yeah, lots of spots of lots of clusters of. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And uh, tell us more about the esports scene in Bangalore. Right. So um, so I've not been part of it for like around two years since I left India. But right. from what I hear, uh, or like from what I was. What, what I saw in Bangalore was that uh, it was sort of growing in like to like around 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. There were like tournaments like every two weeks, like offline tournaments. Right. Every two weeks, the prize pools were sort of starting to like, like increase, uh, which is good. Uh, but lately, over the last uh, year and a half or so, it seems like it's kind of slowly like dying out. There's mm-hmm. like lesser offline tournaments. Right. And, um, there are more online tournaments, honestly. Okay. But um, like, I guess like it's more fun to play in the offline tournaments because it feels more real because you're playing against someone in person. Of it, like it's a lot more pressure. Right. And I think that's where the actual like tournaments are. Yeah, you get the feel as well. People, a lot of people watching you play as well, and you know exactly the environment, not just at home or wherever. Correct. Yeah, you aren't just like 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 in your room in your. Yeah, yeah. you don't. It really doesn't feel the same. True, exactly. Okay, so uh, okay, so this is interesting. So is this because of? Okay, uh, I'm not sure if 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 it's because of the costs involved or uh, people are just more comfortable playing online and there's just you know you just set up a tournament and you can get started from player you know with players all over or what are the different what are the reason possible reasons. So I believe there are a couple of factors to this. Uh, one factor is obviously money, because that's what drives all these tournaments. So you need sponsors uh, who are willing to invest in these tournaments. Right. So FIFA tends to kind of get a, like, doesn't get as much recognition as say League of Legends or CS, because those are the, like the, like the big esports. Right. Uh, so getting sponsors for FIFA tends to usually be a little more difficult than those games. But, um, yeah, and also uh, like one more factor is that uh, like you like you have to market these games really well or market the tournaments because if people don't know about it and it's just like maybe one small group on Facebook, 
that's uh, advertising these tournaments mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to get a big group for it because they people like people don't know about it right and most of these tournaments kind of spread through word of mouth or through whatsapp groups something like that mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the reason why like uh, sometimes it's hard to get like lots of people for these offline tournaments right so i remember you um, winning almost each and every weekend tournament that was in bangalore that was uh, insane like how how many people usually participate in these events so it like it varied smaller, I, smaller events yeah so like i definitely didn't win every tournament i had lots of like lots of spells where i was losing in like the early rounds yeah. uh, but there were like a few big organizers there was one organizer called gaming monk mm-hmm. they're a delhi based uh, right, right, right. gaming company you might have heard of them yes of course um and yeah so uh, they would travel around the country and since they were like a pretty big uh, organization they had lots of followers on facebook so every time they would post about a tournament lots of people would come there were like 120 150 people would come wow and uh, it would be like a like like a pretty good tournament lots of lots of good players the competition would be good and then there like there were also all these smaller tournaments hosted by these gaming lounges which weren't as big so you have like around say like 60 people or 80 it all depends on how they marketed their tournaments or how big they were right and and especially like like if you have like a large prize pool obviously you're going to have a lot more people coming in so what is a large prize pool in your term like for a weekend tournament so i'd say like uh, if the prize pool is like above 10k that's good okay. like that's, that's that's not bad but like there have been tournaments which have been like 50k prize pools on wow. black prize pools but yeah and uh, all these tour- events get done over the weekend yep um, most of them do get done over two days that's how it usually goes the first day is for people to play in the group stages or like the first knockouts and then second stage the second day is the finals and stuff like quarters so all right so uh, you're telling me you're part of this um, club in bangalore could you tell us more about it sure so uh, around my third or fourth year of college i was taking part in one of these tournaments uh, in bangalore and uh, there like at that time there like there was this club called the bangalore fifa club okay and uh, at that point they were like the first sort of fifa club like in like in india which had like an organized system and they had they had jerseys and stuff which were made for them with their names wow so like so like when you saw them at a tournament it was kind of like strange because then like you knew that like these guys are probably good because they wouldn't have made jerseys for themselves they weren't good right and uh, so i was playing in, in one of these tournaments against uh, one of their members mm-hmm. and i uh, and and like i beat him quite easily i beat him like 3-0 okay and you don't really have much of a chance to win against me and uh, like after that they kind of like noticed who i was and they were like oh, we should probably like get this guy in the club because he's because he like he like he seems pretty good uh so like a couple of uh, months later uh, they did ask me to join and uh, i like i thought why not like this this could be fun these guys are all like probably good as well and i could probably get like get better playing against these guys and practicing with them and uh, that was the start of like around a uh, like a two year journey uh, mm-hmm. where i was playing with these guys we used to travel uh, all over the country uh, okay. playing in tournaments and uh, we had like a very cool system where or a pretty useful system where even though like we didn't have like a sponsor at the time 
since like we like we're all pretty good, uh, we would at least one of us would sort of make it to the final rounds of a tournament, and uh, we like we'd end up winning some money or like a yeah. fairly big chunk of money, and we would put a like put a portion of the money uh, into our club funds, like a, like a club funds, and that would be used to fund our travels. Wow. So we would kind of like, sponsor ourselves, um, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good system to have. And that's what like helped us travel all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that uh, that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, I'm still friends with all of them. And uh, that's how like I basically uh, keep in touch and find out what's happening in the esports scene in India. This is what's it, like it's mostly through them. So um, how big is this uh, club? So at this point, they're like legit, like they're like just just Bangalore based. Um, it's not like gone to like an international level as such, but mm-hmm. when I went to play in Singapore, I was wearing their jersey. Was okay. wearing the Bangalore club jersey. Okay. Um, so I guess, uh, and also like they have gone to other international tournaments, mm-hmm. which I, like like which I didn't qualify for. Um, so they are pretty big, but uh, like it's not like a like like a huge esports organization. It's a it's a group of FIFA players who are pretty good and okay. who like. And so are there a lot uh, of clubs like this in the esports scene, or right now, or is it just uh, one, a couple of guys who are just really innovative and started this? Right. So uh, when it started, they were, uh, I think, the first recognized group in India. Okay. And uh, after, like, after they started, there were like a few other small groups, but no one really took off like mm-hmm. like as much as these guys did. Right. Um, but yeah, I think like uh, people try to sort of copy what they did and try to make their own clubs. But they, they didn't do it to the same uh, level that uh, the Bangalore FIFA club did. I guess uh, what uh, usually, I mean, happens in these sort of clubs is if uh, one guy starts performing at a much, much higher level uh, compared to the others, and then that's when the group starts, you know? Yeah, disintegrating. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like a, that's a common issue that mm-hmm. even real, like real football clubs have, like real life football clubs. Right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, one of the uh, good, like the the good aspects of the club is that since there were like five or six of us, uh, even if like one person didn't perform, someone else could pick up the slack, and then right. in the end, the like like the the club wins. Right. So it was a good concept. That's great. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what I want to know is what is your um, what is the impression amongst friends and family? Like, what do they think about it? And the ones who aren't involved in esports. So, I think, right. yeah. So when I used to tell my friends about this in college, like they were all like, they also like 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 this sounds pretty cool. Like you're like you're like you're getting paid to play video games. I mean, that, that seems like 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 it's fun and like you're sort of making money on the side. Right. So most of my friends were like pretty. Supportive, I guess. I, I guess that's the Bangalore culture, because uh, possibly, maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe because my like like my friend circle, I don't know. Right, could maybe be, yeah. could be a lot different. Maybe with a different friend circle. Uh, but I guess like with, with my parents, it was a bit mixed because uh, obviously, uh, when you start spending a lot of time playing video games, like your parents are not gonna want that because they want you to like to do well in life and sort of uh, <laughs> go along the actual routes and. Right. Earn money, get a job, and all that. Right. Uh, which I did, but uh, still, uh, like 
uh, there like were sort of times where like like like, like we had arguments stuff about uh, about me playing in tournaments and whether this was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And but I think in the end, like they like they do get it, but they obviously want me to sort of uh, do it in or like do it that time in moderation. Yeah. And like not like really go overboard into it, which mm-hmm. I kind of was at some point. Like I used to play a lot of tournaments. Right. Uh, but I mean, I I can understand their point of view, obviously. Like it, like it makes sense to me. But at the same time, like I really wanted to do what I was doing. I don't think they realize how big of a of an industry it's actually turning out to be. Like the. That's true. And also, like uh, they have no like no point of reference from their right. childhood because they're not anything like this. Then this right. is all fairly new. It just seems like like kids wasting their time on game. Of course, of course, and it's also like. when their friends talk and when they ask like what your son's doing what your daughter's doing they're like oh you playing video games as <laughs> a <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah. i guess it will take some time to you know for sure but i think like things are starting to turn uh, mm-hmm. cuz like like i think there's like a lot of money being involved in in esports so right. uh i think it's like soon going to be part of the olympics i think it might already be part of the olympics right Um, I guess it is part of the Asian games or something I don't, I'm not sure probably but like like it definitely is picking up in sort of support around the world and I think like in a couple of years it's going to be like pretty mainstream like everyone's going to be hearing about it right so um tell us like what type of skills are really required and how long do you need to actually train to you know get in to be you know one of the top players in the state or the country like right. so the skills so it's kind of relative because there are people who can play a lot of fifa or like a lot of like any game and not be good at it and there are people who can play like a lesser amount and still be good at it so it all depends on the person but in the end like you will have to like put in maybe like at least like what like what i used to do is i'd put in around maybe like one or two hours every day i used to play mm-hmm. like it was basically like um like a hobby of mine i would come back home after college or work and like just play fifa for a couple of hours yeah uh, but yeah like that's pretty much all you needed but i think if you if you really wanted to focus on it and like really get good at it you could you could spend like more than that like in a day and like really analyze how you play and try and figure out where your weaknesses are and practice on that so once again like there's no hard and fast rule as to how to go about it it varies between each person but you obviously like need to put in the effort to get up there the to get like with the best mm-hmm. i guess also one way to like really get good is to play with people who are be- like like way way better than you like uh cuz that's how you learn where you also i get that's how you know so i got I mean, like build your base <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all started yeah that's yes right. so um So are you saying like chess there's like strategies and you know things involved in this but that you can work on uh you know to get better right right so uh i guess in fifa there are like different ways of sort of playing you can be more defensive you could sit back or let the opposition sort of take that time with or you can sort of like go with this high pressure tactic right um so there are like like there are different ways of going about it and there's no uh best way but every year there's like a certain meta which gets formed and uh, what most of the pro players use around the world and that kind of tends to get copied 
but uh, there are people who sort of go and like do their own thing and do pretty well. Right. Uh, yeah. So like, it's just like a mixture of tactics, how you want to set up your team. Do you want your left backs or right backs to overlap with your wingers and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Or just like normal football. Right. Yeah. So you basically play the manager's role and you control the players. Correct. Yep. You got to do everything. So, um, once you, okay, there are two questions. One is, since these sports aren't as established as the physical sports, like, you know, at football and basketball, are, right. do you think there are threats of, you know, um, these games being replaced in the future? So, it's like somebody spends all their, you know, time training, you know, for FIFA. And then right. all of a sudden there's a change in trends and then nobody plays FIFA anymore. Like, if, like, you know, these games, uh, like PUBG and stuff, you don't know how long they're going to last. So, right. should people invest, you know, yeah, the time? So, I don't think that's going to happen because playing real-life football and playing FIFA are two very different things. So, okay. so I played both. And I guess, like, the feeling of winning a game or scoring a goal in, like, in real life, like, doesn't come anywhere close to scoring a goal in FIFA. Like, like, like it's just not the same. Like, real life is way, way better. feels better. Uh, there's like a lot more, um, it's like, I think there's like a lot more skill involved in uh, doing well in the real life game. Uh, it's, it's, it's like definitely like a lot harder for sure, physically. Uh, no, uh, uh, the question was, will FIFA, can FIFA get re- replaced? Get replaced as in? As like, in, as a game, as you know, when trends change, people, there may be, you know, uh, esports athletes, if you call them, like you, who, uh, you know, right. probably training every day of the year. And then the next year, there's just a change in trend and then there's no more FIFA. You, do you see that ever no, happening? I don't think Because so. this has been going on, like FIFA has been coming out with games for the last 25 years almost. And right. every year, they sort of like just kind of building their, like their player base. And it doesn't seem to be stopping because like only if football were to stop, would FIFA also stop? Because right. uh, people kind of play, or like lots of people play FIFA to kind of emulate real life football, or mm-hmm. to kind of do things which they which they can't do in real life. Right. Which is what I do. Like like I can't do rainbows and stuff on the pitch. Right. And like like all these fancy skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't see FIFA ever sort of uh, going out of like the trend as such. Maybe that like best could sort of come up, but like there always will be some football simulation game. And how much control do these uh, does EA have in you know changing these you know the game uh, in itself? Like they change different controls the way it is played. So someone who is good in one season, like in tennis, someone who is good in one season will be good in the second season because there's no right. change at all apart from a bit of equipment change or whatever. Right. But right. since here it's everything's you know, the whole sport is controlled by EA, EA Sport. Right. They have complete control over deciding how they want the game to be played. Right. So that's a, that's a very good question, actually. Like, uh, like every FIFA, uh, the whole thing changes, like the whole gameplay changes. There are like tiny tweaks to how the players run or how they get, like how they make their first touch or how they dribble, right. maybe passing, shooting and stuff. So. Uh, just because someone's good at one FIFA does not necessarily mean that they'll be as good in the next FIFA. I've seen it happen where people weren't as good in like subsequent FIFAs. 
but I guess like like what really makes like a good uh, esports player or a good FIFA player is someone who's able to adapt to the changes. Mm. So you have to learn how to play the game. You have to sort of relearn the controls. And if you are good enough, you will be able to be as good as you were in the previous FIFAs. Uh, and that's what I noticed. Like the like the the really top top players. Uh, there's one player called F2 Tex, uh, which you might have heard of. He's he's the youngest FIFA champion, and um, and like he played well in the old FIFAs, and now like, he's still the champion in the new FIFAs. So if you are that good, like it shouldn't be a problem. But I have seen people struggle with like new FIFAs. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like relative. Okay. Um, going, I mean, changing the topic a bit. Um, can people can uh, esports athletes be good in more than one game? Like, can someone do FIFA and League of Legends and let's say Call Call of Duty or you know CS? Right. Are there or is it just someone who's skilled in FIFA has to focus on that and he cannot focus on anything else? So, um, so I'm not sure. So, like, I don't know of any pros who do both, like, do two games. But there definitely could be someone. Oh, excuse me. Uh, and uh, so, like, the skills which you have in FIFA don't usually transfer to other games. Like, you okay. can't. Uh, so, say, like, someone plays FIFA and COD. They're they're like very different games, and um, it's not usual for you to be as good on COD as you are in FIFA. You might be good if you are. That's that's pretty amazing. Um, but I don't think there's any sort of correlation between the two. Um, but if you were to, like, if you wanted to sort of uh, branch it out, and if you were that good, then I don't see why not. Like, why you couldn't do both, yeah. especially if, like, if this is your, like, your main career, yeah. and uh, and you're able to sort of maintain your level uh, on both games without sort of affecting it. I mean, I think you can do it. But I think most most of the pros. Uh, tend to really focus on one game and like anything else is uh, is like done on the side. Right. Okay. Like just as someone who may be like really good in a specific sport, but then just plays recreationally in some other. Right. Okay. Yep. Because like playing one game for a long time gets boring. Right. Very boring. Of course. Yep. Hey guys, this podcast is powered by Sports Culture. Sports Culture aims to create unique experiences and memories through sport by conceptualizing and organizing the best sports events in town. They manage events for grassroots tournaments to corporate sports events. Be sure to connect with them for all your sports event requirements. Their website is sportsculture.com with a Z and a K. Further details on the show notes. Um, when you say... FIFA as a career, what are the different like? Is it just based on winning tournaments and you know reaching the semis and finals? Is is it just based on prize money or other? Are there other streams of revenue? Okay, right, like so, Twitch, probably. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good street like source of revenue. But I've not seen any Indian FIFA players do well on Twitch. I don't like. I think like a couple of them tried, but it didn't really go too well. They had like viewers in like double digits more than like maximum so it's not enough you need like a huge base to really uh like earn money from twitch do you need to uh, be like funny or something or i, I don't know how, how how does it work so uh i don't know so like twitch i guess like if you were to sort of rage at the game and like like really have like these extreme reactions in it people sort of like seeing people in pain i guess i don't know and that's how they develop their following 
Or, or if you if you're just really that good, then people obviously want want to see how you play and trying to try to kind of kind of copy how you play and mimic your gameplay. Um, but yeah, so streaming is definitely one source of income. But in India, I don't think it's that big because it just didn't take off with the FIFA players. It might, you never know. Right. Uh, but other than that, uh, tournaments are like the biggest source of income when you're a pro player. Okay. Until you get sponsored. If you get sponsored, then you have this stream of revenue coming in. But the sponsorships don't usually like are usually not that great. Um, so that's also not that reliable of a source of income, and there are also very few and few and far between. Just like but you do have like I mean. Okay, so what I've seen is these international competitions where there's, you know, huge crowds. So yep. probably it's more developed in the western part of the world. In fact, uh, not even just the western part of the world, even like in the like in the eastern part, like Southeast Asia, like in Singapore and stuff, it is pretty well developed there. Mm-hmm. And their tournaments tend to be like sort of well uh, well received on like on Twitch and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's just like the like the countries which are more developed. developed? I guess right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I don't think you would expect like like a lot of people who are, uh, like very into say cricket and stuff to start switching over and watching people play FIFA. Of course, it's unlikely. It will take yeah. a lot of time. Even though I feel that like there was this. I mean, I I shouldn't be comparing chess with, um, esports. But yesterday there was this uh, live streaming of. Um, a chess uh, match, you know, between right. comedians and uh, Vishyanand. So, so okay. that generated like you know, twenty thousand views, and they made like it was a charity match, and they made like they got like nine lakh donation for charity. So, I mean, I feel it has huge potential. Yeah, it does. But uh, like, like in this case, he's like he's one of the, yes, of the legends in chess. Like, right. right. So yeah, uh, I don't think like some random uh, Indian FIFA player is gonna get like that much money. Of course. Um, okay, so um, tell us about. Um, do you have any knowledge about the Esports Foundation and what work they're doing? Esports, the Esports Foundation of India. Uh, very very little. Like I do know that the government of India organized like these like one or two tournaments in a year. Mm-hmm one tournament a year and it was it was government funded they like uh, they sent invites to a few people to come and play uh but i don't really know a lot about it because i wasn't involved uh, right. when it was happening uh so yeah i can't really answer that too well right. um i this sound <laughs> <laughs> um okay What are the different? Uh, what are the investments required? Is it uh, yeah followed by once PS5 comes into the picture? Does everyone have to shift to that, or is PS4 as um, a console for gaming competitions going to stay for the next two to three years? Okay, so that's so that's a two-part question. So for the first part, uh, I guess what you need obviously is uh, is a gaming console like either a PS4 or an Xbox. Currently, you need a a good internet connection. Uh, that's uh, that's really required because there are lots of people uh, in India who don't have really good internet connections, and it's bad for like for both players because there's lots of lag. It just makes the game terrible. I've had like like I've had lots of games where the games look like 
Photoshop, sorry, uh, what am I saying? Like a like a slideshow. Like yeah. it was literally that slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I guess like like you need a console. You have to buy the game every year, which mm-hmm. is like around four, like four thousand rupees every year. Okay. Or three point five k, and um, you have to also buy like the online, the PlayStation online uh, sub su- subscription, right. or the Xbox subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also like around four k a year, approximately. So it's not cheap for sure. Like you definitely have to have like a little bit of spare money to sort of be involved in esports. Right. But like there are like so like small hacks around where you can kind of share accounts with friends and sort of mm-hmm. uh, like make the cost of it like a lot less. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much like the main investment. And if you were like, if you want to make it big, then uh, you need to like travel to the big tournaments in India, uh, which obviously cost money. You got to pay for your accommodation and all that. Yeah. Um, but and that's not really required. Like you could take part in tournaments where they sponsor travel for you. But yeah, there are ton- other tournaments like that. Yeah, there are actually were like a few, like very, very, very few. Like okay. most of the organizers do not want to pay for your travel. Of course. And like there actually were like a couple of instances where they promised to pay and then they didn't pay. Oh, which is which is brilliant. It's I mean uh, starting off so the industry so it'll take time to you know. Yeah, but like it's just like a like a little bit. Uh, like like it's not like good that someone like promises something and then they sort of go back on it. Right, uh, but that, that's fine. It's all it's all it's all part of how the uh, organization grows, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, what was the like the second part yeah. of the question? Um, the PS Five is supposed to release this year, right. the starting of next year. And um, do you see the main console being PS Four for the next two three years, or how the competition is going to be? Does everyone have to switch right. to PS Five? Yeah, that's that's actually like a pretty good question. So uh, this like this didn't happen when the PS3 was moving to the PS4. There was no like online tournaments happening every week and stuff. It was very rare right. to have these tournaments. So uh, like I'm guessing that for maybe like a short while they'll have tournaments on both the PS4 and the PS5 uh, because it's it like it's obviously going to be hard for everyone to switch over to PS5 because it's not going to be cheap. Yeah. Um, It'll definitely take a while for the player base on the PS5 to get to the levels they are on the PS4. Right. And organizers are obviously going to be looking at ways in which they can make the most money. So they, it's it, like I think maybe for for a couple of months they might stick to the PS4. Or oh, that's what I estimate or guess is going to happen. Right. Uh, and but like probably very soon things will start to move to the PS5 because uh, most of the gamers are going to want to play. Most of the serious pros are going to want to play on the latest game or the latest hardware. Right. So yeah, maybe in a couple of months or a year max, it'll all switch over. So you would have to make that jump if you wanted to become a pro. Okay, interesting. Mm. In terms of um, percentage, are the top 20 players or the top 30 players, uh, can you say, um, make a career in a, in FIFA, like in, in in India, or is it just the top five? So from what I've seen, like it's usually like the top ten or top five who can really really do well, and those are the guys who got sponsored, like actually got sponsored by, uh, by big, uh, esports companies. Right. I, I, like I know one guy who got sponsored by uh, by by Ozil's esports team, Messi Ozil's esports team. 
There's one more who got sponsored by Christian Fuchs, esports team, the Leicester City player. Okay. But I'm not sure about like what the actual details of the like of their contracts are. Whether it's just like like they say that they're sponsored by them, but they don't yeah, get that like, money. Must be a pretty yeah. good deal. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's not clear, obviously, but it, but it's still like a pretty big step that you that like Indian gamers are getting recognized on like an international level by Premier League players, which is insane. Right. Um, but yeah, I think like it's like it's only going to be like a very few select people who are going to be able to really make it. The rest of them, uh, I think, what most people do is that like FIFA uh, is more of like a hobby, or like a thing which you do on the weekends. Uh, that's what it was to me. Like, uh, like FIFA was never like my main career. I like I was working on the side, and uh, I mean, like I was working, which is my main job, and FIFA was my thing, which I used to do on the weekends. Um, but yeah, I think that's how it is. And like, like even if it is like that, that's not like a, like really a problem, because uh, in that case, then you aren't fully dependent on FIFA um, doing well for you, or like sort of um, generating money. Right. So that's always good to have that backup uh, revenue stream. Right. We completely missed a really important uh, point. Tell us about your experience representing India right. in Singapore. Uh, so that so that that happened twice in the space of a year. Um, mm-hmm. I so the first tournament was a relatively smaller tournament. Uh, both these tournaments had like qualifiers, like in India. Uh, there was like a whole. Uh, round of qualifiers and it, like it was all mostly online and okay. um, it was like a set of like maybe two or three rounds or two or three sort of tournaments to get there and um, yeah so, so like part of my trip was sponsored like the flight was kind of sponsored and part of the stay was sponsored okay. uh, it was it was pretty cool because uh, like sort of traveling to Singapore to play a video game like if you were sort of break it down to that level yeah. it's, it's pretty insane like like if you were like like think about that maybe like ten years ago, no way, would not believe that. Uh, so yeah, it, like the first tournament was was uh, was all right. Uh, I was like I did pretty well in like in the first stages. I was, I think I beat some guy seven nil in one of the games. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, and it was uh, it was it was pretty easy like the first couple of rounds. Uh, and you know like the actual like crazy part was that this like this tournament was organized by the Singapore government. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the Singapore government used to organize these like these tournaments pretty often. So it was esports is really well supported like in Singapore, which is pretty cool to see. Right. Um, and it was mostly just Singaporeans playing. It wasn't like a lot of it wasn't like a multinational uh, tournament as such. Right. Like they just sort of like sent like an invite to a couple of Indian players, and like I like I was the only one who like who ended up going. Wow. Uh, like after after qualifying and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I ended up losing on the second day uh, in the round in the quarterfinals to one of the guys over there. But uh, even though I lost, like it was still like a, like pretty cool to go all the way there. It was a good uh, good time. Like I got to like explore Singapore a bit mm-hmm. uh, after I lost. Uh, right. I went around uh, the city and stuff, and uh, living on my own, I, like living in a hotel on my own in some random country, which I've which I have been to once before, but it was a long time yeah. ago. But uh, it was it, w- it was fun for sure and um, yeah. Uh, but the second time which I went, it was a much bigger tournament. So this tournament uh, like happened every every year. It, it's called AFGC. Okay. It's the Asian FIFA Gaming Championship. Okay. Um, 
this is organized by this guy in uh, West Bengal or somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, so like, so he used to be like a FIFA pro, and now he's turned into like an organizer. Yeah. Uh, so for like for this tournament, it was three of us from India who went to Singapore. Um, again, like like our flights were were kind of partially sponsored, and uh, so was the stay. But but we stayed in like a pretty nice hotel with the other uh, players in the, in the tournament. And these guys were from so like this was a was a true international tournament. Okay. There were people from from Thailand, Singapore, uh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a pretty cool tournament and like like we like we we met lots of people at the tournament lots of right. lots of people who, we, who like we wouldn't have met with if this didn't happen right. and um, like so like all three of us uh, qualified from the first day and it was it was pretty fun like we went around Singapore that night the uh, three of us and um, mm-hmm. yeah uh, and like the next day uh, like it didn't go as well for us like we, we all got knocked out and. Uh, in the, in the knockout stages, right. uh, I got knocked out in round 16. My other two uh, teammates got round, like knocked out in the round in the quarterfinals or the semis. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was it was pretty cool. Like uh, uh, those matches were actually being streamed on Twitch, and there was a huge following. There was one match where uh, one of our guys, one of the Indian guys, was playing against Pakistan. Oh. So that so 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 that became like a, like a huge thing on Twitch, and people hey. were like were going nuts in the in the comment section on stream. Right, right, right. And uh, we, the Indian player beat the Pakistani player. Mm-hmm. So like so he got like a like like a lot of uh, street cred or like like a yeah, lot of good reputation from that. Uh, so that was cool to see. So like I had one of my games which is which is uh, streamed on Twitch mm-hmm. and I lost. Uh, like the right. guy who I was playing was uh, was a pro player from I think Thailand if I remember correctly and he was really good. Uh, one thing which I which I realized when I went to Singapore was that uh, even though like like I knew I was good like in India like like I definitely wasn't the best in India but I was I was good uh, the level of competition was just higher like I like I didn't expect it to be that high and yeah. uh, it was it was pretty fascinating to see how like how much higher the level of competition was over there mm-hmm. I think that's probably true uh, for for other countries like maybe like the US and Europe, especially where FIFA is like a lot bigger. Uh, mm. I guess the level of competition is just like a lot bigger there. But so, overall, so, like great, like great, great experience. Amazing. I would definitely do it again if I could, but I don't think it's gonna happen ever again. <laughs> All right. Um, so, what is the? Uh, is there like a huge difference uh, between Westerners and Indians in terms of esports? Like their perception, what is their attitude towards it? Their culture, since you've lived in. Uh, America for so long, and you've played, you know, some international tournaments. Right. So, so Westerners like know more about it. I'd, I'd say, like they, like they've been exposed to it for a longer time than okay. they have back at home. Uh, on the flip side, like I've noticed that, like after living in Boston for like two years, that the, the like number of tournaments over here are very, very limited. Like I think I played in two tournaments in the two years that I've been here. Really? And yeah, and like in like in India, it was happening every couple of weeks. Like every two weeks, there was an offline tournament somewhere, or some huge, huge prize pool tournament somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that it, that was strange, honestly, to see that there were fewer offline tournaments. I'm not sure why that, like, why that's happening. But uh, some of the bigger FIFA tournaments, uh, so there are these sort of World Cup FIFA tournaments, like the World Cup uh, for FIFA. 
Right. Uh, that India actually isn't qualified to even take part. Oh. So, which is which is which is pretty weird because like we have lots of lots of really good players mm-hmm. who do really well in these tournaments, but they just aren't qualified to take part. Uh, and I think like like there's like a whole push to get India part of the the list of countries which are allowed to take part in it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like most of the Western countries are allowed to take part. So that's where the main sort of tournaments happen. So people would sort of qualify for these big tournaments. Right. And like the like the stuff which you see on YouTube, like the big FIFA tournaments, right. are um, basically from like from these huge online tournaments. Right. Um, now, why do you quit? Quit. Uh, that's so. That's a, that's a good question. So, uh, quit because um, I wanted to, like to kind of move forward in life, and I wanted to uh, move to the U.S. and like or like live basically outside India for a while and see what it's like. Because I because I lived in India most of my life, and mm-hmm. I wanted to like see something different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like it always was my plan to sort of move to the U.S. at some point. Mm-hmm. It, it could have been during my undergrad, but that didn't like that didn't work out. So I knew that I was going to come here eventually. And FIFA as a career, um, I did think about it, but it wasn't really serious because uh, it was never like my main career. It was always a hobby of mine, which just sort of ended up, I ended up being really good at it. And I ended up sort of making money on the side right. from it. So I thought, you know, like, might as well keep doing it while, like, while I can. Right. But uh, yeah, so in the end, I decided that, uh, if I was to sort of weigh up my options, I think moving to the U.S. would would have given me more, like more benefits in like like in the long term than staying and like playing on or, or sort of still being in the in the esports scene in India. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even like even though I've left, I don't think um, I won't be able to sort of join back if I were to say like come back to India, right? Like tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, it's not gonna happen now, but. Uh, but yeah, I think like I could still sort of join back in the sea. I'm not sure how good I'll be at this point, but like I don't think that door is closed. It could always be reopened. Always, interesting. All right, final question. You just had to put out there. Um, are there a lot of uh, women or girls participating <laughs> in FIFA tournaments, or just a boys' man's club? Oh. Uh, so the only woman who I've played against in a tournament was in my college. Okay. And uh, which is which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like like I did eventually end up uh, winning against her. Right. But uh, yeah, there are very very few women that are okay. like literally zero point zero 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 one percent. Even the- abroad. Yeah, even abroad. Like over here, I've not seen any woman take part in the. So, but the thing is, like this is FIFA, so. Uh, FIFA is like a different thing. I'm not sure how it is with the other games. It could be different, and I, mm-hmm. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. I think like like in the West, it, like uh, there are a lot of um, women who do play video games quite often. Right. So I do think that there, like there definitely are female esports players. Mm-hmm. It's obviously like a very skewed industry because yeah. uh, I think that's just how it was. But I think things are changing. All right. Um, Nikhil, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and um, advice with us. And um, we hope to have you here back with us 
to discuss a few other topics around esports in the future. Sure, that sounds good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, cheers.